Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am one of your hosts, Wes Easley, at Loafinit over there on Twitter. Make sure you follow me and also follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore there. You can get all kinds of great content that's being tweeted out constantly by tons of great content creators in the Twitterverse, the fantasy football community. Uh, may even be wrestling, maybe some basketball. I, I don't know. We, we may have arrow shooting. We may have curling. Olympic stuff coming up really, really soon. Hockey, I know, is on there. And Pierre, I think that you are a big fan of hockey, if I'm not mistaken, aren't you? Uh, I, I, I really get into the postseason. I'm a, a Rangers fan. I don't necessarily watch it during the regular season, but I, I love playoff hockey. Yeah, I had no idea if you were or not. I'm sure you've made out a couple of DFS NHL lineups a time or two over your career. I've made uh, a lineup for everything in DFS. I think I've even done like esports at one point. Oh, I was doing esports, all kinds of crazy. Last year after football ended, mm-hmm. or in the middle of the week, especially, I guess maybe even during football season, I was just doing tons of Madden contests that were free over on DraftKings, and I was just making them up. But I'll be honest with you, I went overboard because I was I was actually like researching things and everything, like past game performances and stuff. <laughs> it, it was I got really bad. I was I had the bug. I had the bug, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. It can be fun. I mean, it, it takes a, a little out of it. You're not necessarily counting on humans. You're counting on the computer or. I think I even did the like League of Legends stuff, like the LPO and LCK, really? and that stuff's interesting too. But we won't go down that rabbit hole in that. I knew I had a, uh, a problem whenever I was sitting there watching the Madden game that was being played on DraftKings website as as they were talking. I was going, "What am I doing? This is this is ridiculous." <laughs> Hey, don't forget to follow my guy over there on Twitter as well, Pierre, uh, at Peewee31 on Twitter. Today we're going to break down all the, the the final game, the divisional round playoff game. Or not the, is it the division? What is it? What is it? Conference this is the conference championship. Yes, yep. conference championship. I was looking at divisional round statistics right here on my screen, so I got a little confused. But yes, this is the conference championship. And Pierre, I, I've had a good time. Building my lineup this week, I had a terrible week last week. A uh, uh, little bit of um, uh, sickness has come through the old bread warehouse and the bread. So I, w- I was on a truck last week, and so I was working in the bread field. And somehow, some way, I started talking myself into Randall Cobb. And I started, you know, I mentioned him <laughs> for a minute, and I, I solidified those picks last week while I was alone in a bread truck. Big voices come at you whenever you're alone in a bread truck. I'll just tell you that. And once Anthony Ferkser gave me a zero in our DFS Streamer podcast. Oh, boy. You fell for Ferkser, too, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. And and then all of a sudden, I just, you know what I did? I, I started flipping everything around. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I got so dizzy. making Me and JB, uh, JB Barry uh, had a little side bet, so. I don't know if you saw it in the baby bowl, but he was basically dogging out Higby, saying he was terrible. And I told him I play Higby. He's like, oh, I'll play Ferkser over Higby. I'm like, okay, so I'll play Higby. You play Ferkser. <laughs> so that's what we did in the Dreamers contest. Uh, I was on Higby. He was on Ferkser. And it was only like nine points from Higby. But it was definitely better than the zero. I think I finished third. Uh, so that was that was good to get in there. Higby kind of limited what I was trying to do a bit. But. It was nice for him to, to kind of come through for me <laughs> in that yeah. Ferkser 1v1. <laughs> yeah, Higby. Ferkser gave me a big zero, so I started tossing my lineup around. What they call it a, like a late switch, I think is what they call that or something? <laughs> yeah, late swap. Okay, late swap. And I so I started trying to late swap, 
And I put Stefan, I, 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 in the bread truck, I even talked myself into Stefan Diggs instead of Gabriel Davis. And you and I both know we've been talking about Gabriel Davis on this show for a while now and how consistent he has been and how he outperformed Stefan Diggs. And while I was alone in the bread truck, those voices got in my head and told me <laughs> Stefan Diggs was, I mean, this stuff, it was crazy. I'm back, I'm back to normal this week. Gabe Davis, huge, huge week. And we kind of sweat. I don't know if you saw this as well, but my, my wife did a showdown and had Gabe Davis as her yeah. captain. Yeah. And if that game wouldn't have went into overtime, uh, she was taking home like $45,000 as long as Buckner missed that field goal. And he did not. Uh, so when it went to overtime, the only player that she didn't need to make a catch was Hartman. Uh, she was up, I think, like 2.7. Uh, she had Beasley. And Hartman got a catch for 23 yards or 3.6. And she went from $45,000 down to 1500 like that. Oh, well, I, I am, I am, I am uh, sad for her and I'm jealous at the same time. I don't know. Hey, let's get into these DraftKings lineup. Let's talk about these quarterbacks, Pierre, is what we have to do here. Yes. I, I, I want to ask you this question whenever we get into this. I want you to just tell me the totals that they're going to have because I've, I've made out a couple different lineups already looking at this. Jimmy Garoppolo, I have him penciled in for eight points this week on DraftKings. <laughs> I mean, am I right or am I wrong? Uh, I mean, it's, I, I, that's probably the floor. Maybe the ceiling's 12, 10, 12. It's definitely tough. I mean, you look, he hasn't thrown a touchdown in the playoffs. They've won both games, but he didn't throw one in Dallas or in Green Bay. So uh, I have him projected right now for 14 and 14 and a half, uh, pretty much. Uh, his floor is right where you have him. I have him at 8.9 for a floor uh, with a ceiling of 22.2, but uh, 14.5 is projection right now for me. Yeah, and, you know, I add a little comedic value to this. But really, seriously, in my head, I'm going eight points. He's got eight points in him. I said, Matthew Stafford. I'm looking at Matthew Stafford, and you got to kind of factor in the game scripts, which I'm I'm building on. I'm working on those things. But uh, whenever we look at the game script for this, I'm looking at Matthew Stafford as, as like a 22-pointer, uh, possibly a 30-pointer if he gets if he gets real lucky or if whoever plays him gets lucky. Yeah, you're, you're right on the money there, uh, 22 and a half for, for Stafford right now, uh, which projects about 3.6 times the value. So I had him there too with a ceiling of 29 and a half. So you're, you're spot on with Stafford. I'm thinking Joe Burrow is probably going to get me around 25 to 30, uh, maybe a ceiling of 35. And really I have no, no nothing in front of me. This is all just Wes's uh, <laughs> estimates. That's close. I mean, it's pretty similar. So I have him just behind Stafford with 21.4. Okay. Uh, but his ceiling's actually higher than Stafford. I have it at 30.8. Uh, what's bringing, <clears throat> excuse me, what bringing down a bit to his floor, having a little lower uh, than Stafford's just because I, I think they can run the ball a bit with Mixon uh, if they need to, but it's it's pretty close. They're right there. So Burrow higher stealing, uh, but the Stafford higher floor. Now, Mahomes has put up like 40 the last couple of weeks. I don't want to quite pencil him in for 40, but I definitely could see him, you know, the 32 mark pretty easily again this week just because they're, they're, they seem to be so pass happy, especially in this postseason. Yeah, he's the, the highest projection, obviously, uh, right now, about 25 and a half, ceiling of 35.6. Okay. Uh, so he's, 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 the, he's the top guy for sure. Uh, obviously you don't, you don't know how that game script's going to go. You kind of need a situation like you got with Buffalo where there's a shootout. Cause if you remember, I was, I was all over the, the Rams and Bucks game. So when that game happened first, it's looking pretty. Uh, they put up like 67 or something total points, 57 total points in that game. And the, the first half of the Chiefs and Bills was kind of slow. So it was, 
I was doing pretty well early, but then that second half kicked in. <laughs> and it was curtains from there. Thankfully, I held on to a lot of places, but that, that second half shootout is what you need. And if you want Mahomes to really get his that 40, that ceiling value, you're going to need the Bengals to stay close and for him to have to pass the ball. Well, and that possibly could happen. The last time that they played each other, the Bengals actually won that game, which mm-hmm. I, do, I think that helps them out this go-around. Uh, you know, basketball players – you want to see a basket go in. I, I, we were practicing out in the driveway the other day, and my teenager, my daughter was out there, and I said, you know why they do layup drills at first? It's because they want you to make the basket. You know, they want to make you let you see a basketball go in the goal, so then it gives you a little confidence going into the game. And so I think with Cincinnati winning this game earlier this year, not, not too long ago, they've seen a basket go in and a basketball go in the goal. And I think that they're ready to play this. They can keep this close. And I think Joe Burrow, what did he have? 400 yards passing the last time they played? Yeah, he, he kind of went nuts. Uh, again, that was in Cincinnati. So keep that in mind, but he had a really big game, uh, 446, four touchdowns, uh, 37.8 DraftKings points. So if he can replicate that, you'll, you'll definitely want to have him. Uh, Cause Mahomes was kind of on the, the, the shorter end. I think he went for like 20. Uh, but you never know. I mean, this, this is probably going to be the game folks are targeting. Again, a higher over-under. First game of the slate, 54-and-a-half over-under right now. So we'll see what these two can do. Roster ship percentages with those point totals, like you've said. Patrick Mahomes right now is sitting at that 47% roster ship. I got Joe Burrow sitting here at 34%. Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford is down at 18 18. So, you know, whenever you look at that Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford combination, you said the points could kind of be equal there, at least the floors anyway. And and it kind of seemed like the middle score was about even. You can kind of get an edge going with that Matthew Stafford. And just for the record, Jimmy Garoppolo is at 0% ownership on this side. I don't know why. And Trey Lance is actually at two. That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why that's the case either, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> it is funny. Uh, do you see an advantage playing any of these guys in a short slate, two-game slate like this? Uh, any of these quarterbacks give you a slight advantage on Sunday? Well, I think the uh, for one, Burrow and Mahomes give you um, an upside advantage. So just keep that in mind. Uh, I worry a bit about Stafford because the 49ers have a pretty solid defense. We we saw what they were able to do with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. kind of control him. So you, you really got to keep that, you know, in mind when it comes to Stafford. They played each other twice this year already, so they're pretty familiar with him. Uh, so I think the the upside is going to be uh, with the, the Burrow and Mahomes game stack there. The the roster ship, though, you kind of just mentioned it. It's going to be on the, the, the last game of the night. So if you want to get an advantage and hope that the, the Chiefs and Bengals game doesn't shoot out, then the advantage is going to be on Stafford or Garoppolo. Probably Garoppolo, given you look at his box score, 4.2, 5.9. But he's only 5,400, and you look at his two matchup against the Rams, he's gotten right around that three times the value, 15.3, 17.7. It's not the ceiling you want from your quarterback, but he could let you fit in some other guys. So if you want to get risky, I think being contrarian with one of those quarterbacks in the late game could be the way to go, but I'll probably stick to the – the hopes of a shootout in that first one. Yeah, I don't blame you. When you look at what San Francisco's done to their last 10 opponents or so, I mean, they, they don't give up any points. They just they just don't. Uh, I think Minnesota maybe – Minnesota got 26. They they took a loss in Seattle where they gave up 30 points. But, man, there is a lot of 10s. There's a 7. There's a 10, a 17, you know, just 13. They're, they don't give up any points. Yeah, I mean, and again, you look at – 
the Packers game and the, the Cowboys game. Those are two really good offenses. They went on the road and, you know, held them to 10 and 17 points. So what's to say they can't do that, you know, there in Los Angeles, where actually, you know, the, the fans will probably be pretty heavily towards San Francisco. And that was the case. <laughs> when they met in the regular season there in week 18. Yeah, and the last, what, 10 contests, I think San Francisco is 7-3 and three against the Rams. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they got their number. They got their number, and, and Shanahan does a pretty good job there in San Francisco, and I think he just has this Los Angeles Rams team maybe a little bit figured out. All right, let's move over to running backs because this is an area where I'm really struggling. I agree with you. I like I like the stack builds with a Kelsey, uh, with a Kelsey, with a Mahomes or, or with a Burrow uh, more so than the other game, but mm-hmm. running back is where I'm really struggling. And part of that reason is we know Joe Mixon is the bell cow in Cincinnati and he's not only getting the rushing work he's also getting the passing work but man he is 92 percent roster shipped and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a if that's the correct word or not but I put it in there and he's 6800 but I could see him getting his normal workload but but he's not going to get as many receiving yards I don't reckon because he's it seems like Kansas City is a is a run funnel defense right now I mean, they can be, but, I mean, you look at the matchup before. He got eight targets uh, in that game uh, there in Cincinnati, caught seven for, for 40. So he, he got the receiving targets there, and he only had 12 rushes. But, again, you look at the shootout, that kept being a part of that, you know, 34, 31. He's he's capable of the, the whole thing, and that's sometimes that's what you got to do uh, at certain positions. you got to be a little safe and, and take the guys you know are going to get the volume you know, are going to be a part of the game regardless of what the script's going to say. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the case for Mixon. Like, if they're ahead, they're going to grind it out with him. If they're behind, uh, he'll still be in there some. They'll mix in like P. Ryan, but he'll still be in there some, you know, catching passes. So I don't think he can be scripted out of a game. Okay, so I, I can't outthink the room on that. I'm not going to outsmart yeah. the room on that one. I'll just go with the 92%. Let's go ahead and get 100% people on Mixon. That way we all have a level playing field. All right, let's just do it. <laughs> Uh, the next one, we know Eli Mitchell. He's getting all the Elijah Mitchell's getting all the work there in San Francisco as well from a <laughs> running back standpoint. But once again, they just don't score that many points. Uh, so I'm I'm looking at him as a possibility for being that bell cow back. Also, Cam Akers seems like the other bell cow back that I could pick on here this this next Sunday. But he scares me. I don't. Which one would you rather have out of those two, Elijah Mitchell or Cam Akers? <sighs> I'd probably go Mitchell. Um, his his volume just seems to be more secure. Uh, Akers is fine. I mean, he got 81% of the, the snaps, but the the Rams throw the ball more. Uh, San Francisco would actually prefer not to throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, and if that's the case, they're just going to be, you know, handing the ball off to Elijah Mitchell. So I prefer him. Uh, you look at, you know, his, his starts when he started, he's gotten 20 plus touches. Uh, the majority of the time, especially late in the season, I know last week he only got 17, but that was a different type of game uh, there with Green Bay. They didn't have the ball too much uh, for one, but uh, a lot of special teams plays took place in that game. So I think I lean uh, Mitchell. I think Akers is the better back, uh, but I think the 49ers run volume is what makes uh, Mitchell a little bit higher than Akers for me. Akers is actually at 
49% roster ship, while Elijah Mitchell is at 31%. So we're getting kind of a, a small advantage by going with Elijah Mitchell. The price difference, though, uh, Mitchell is $900 more expensive, I think. And I, I, I imagine they're both going to give me about the same amount of numbers this, this next Sunday is what I'm thinking. So I, I don't know where I'm leaning there. But I know mm-hmm. I'm not leaning to the Kansas City backfield because that really looked like a 50-50 <laughs> share whenever I, I looked at it at the end of the day. I like the I like I like one of these backs mm-hmm. quite a bit, just the way it's been going. But you're I mean it looked like a 50-50 split, but it wasn't. Um McKinnon got 70% of the, the snaps uh to CEH is 30%. So that's the guy I'm kind of leaning here. Uh I know he's right around that price range of acres, but like you mm-hmm. said, I feel like he's gonna be less rostered than acres. You look at the Kansas City team total, um at six more points than the Rams at 30.8. Uh, McKinnon's really a part of that passing game, so they're not really using CEH. Uh, at least they didn't in the, that game back in the passing game, whereas you've seen uh, McKinnon uh, three targets, six targets, seven targets. He's getting a lot of those dump-offs, uh, which Kansas City's kind of turned to late in the season uh, versus forcing it down the field to, to Tyreek and Kelsey. So I do like McKinnon there. Um, I know his ceiling isn't as high as someone like Akers, but if you're looking at the, the game and the, the team totals, uh, getting a part of that Kansas City offense, perhaps without having to pay up uh, for Kelsey, uh, Mahomes, or, or or even um, Tyreek Hill. So I like McKinnon for that reason. I feel like they're going to keep running and, and riding him just because he's delivered for them here towards the end of the year. Oh, I've really liked how he's looked. And, and yes, you're right. It was like a 70-30 split. I'm looking at this week, though, with uh, CEH being one week healthier as possibly mm-hmm. going to a 50-50 split. And look, we <laughs> saw a swing there with Cam Akers and Sony Michelle in one week. Just go from you know a, a, a 50-50 split almost one week to 80-20 to where Sony Michelle's True. barely even seeing the field anymore. So that's what I kind of worry about with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Plus, I yeah. know that you know Kansas City in the past has really liked him around the goal line area preferred to anybody else now i will say this mckinnon was never any of those other else's you know what i mean (laughs) i just it's one of those for me it's a if it if it ain't broke don't fix it and you look at again how they close the season you know at denver the first game against the steelers where he went nuts you know buffalo he's working for them so why change what's working uh just to get ceh back involved because eh, Andy Reid likes to outsmart the room is why. That's why. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is at 62% roster ship. Cam Akers at 49. Elijah Mitchell at 31, like I said earlier. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire only at six. Six, Pierre. That's, that's, a, that's a good contrary. So if, you, if you think he's, he's going to – you think that snap share is going to split, then I guess he's probably the one in play. I'm just going to – I'll probably roll up McKinnon, but. I probably sense. will too. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it again. I'm not doing it again. You look. You gotta stop me, Pierre. You gotta stop me. Don't, don't encourage me. I know you want to win that contest, but don't encourage me. You gotta encourage yourself. I know. I'm bread trucks. DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, where we do like to have some fun building these different lineups. Uh, we got uh, just two games this next Sunday afternoon for the conference championships. Don't forget to follow my guy Pierre at Peewee31 over on Twitter at Lofinit30. Uh, I'm not at 31. At Lofinit over on Twitter and FI Today with a little underscore there. Um, make sure you follow all those accounts. Subscribe, like, comment, all those different things that you can on whatever listening platform that you listen to the 
show on it. We really do appreciate all the support that you've given us, all the retweets, all the quote tweets, quote tweets, and all the encouraging words, and especially uh, participating in that DFS Dreamer podcast. Pierre, I, I somehow clicked on something whenever I was looking at DraftKings earlier this week or something like that, and I saw all the different people that have been in that contest throughout the year. I think that there's uh, just a, some something that you can click on where you can see all those different people on there, and that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had some some new names, we've had old names, and it's just nice to, to see folks, you know, join, and even if they don't stick around, you know, at least give it a shot. Yeah, I, I know um, Dirty6613 uh, actually won this last week, and he's always posted how he just likes to see the process, so he's in there every week because he wants to see, you know, what I was thinking, what you were thinking, uh, what Bo was thinking, and, and just other, you know, top fantasy type players so i agree it's it's fun uh, to have familiar names in there uh, family and friends as well it's good to have them all in there and, and just kind of see what what's going through people's minds what was their thought process what maybe they 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 were thinking that i wasn't thinking and and vice versa yeah i, I wonder what people thought i was thinking whenever i put randall cobb in there in person <laughs> he but, was um... actually cobb was pretty popular so um <laughs> he was projected in a lot of models as like the best value i just couldn't do it because he he hadn't played and i just i gotta see people play when they're coming off injury i gotta see them involved so i i stayed away from him thankfully and i wasn't on perkshire at all i don't know what you all were thinking there but it's all good well quick i'm not a dog you don't have to rub my nose in the little pile of poo i laid down okay? <laughs> uzama was like 300 more than perkshire why wouldn't you just play uzama i didn't understand it these tight ends this week, Travis Kelsey is sitting there at 34% roster ship. All of them are at like 20-something. All of them are at 20-something. Who would you prefer this week to play? Travis Kelsey all the way, I think, is what your motto is, right? <laughs> Usually, yeah, I think it's Kelsey. If you can get him in there, I, I go with Kelsey. He's he's clearly the top dog. Uh, he showed it uh, again. It, it happened late uh, in that game against Buffalo, but he, he got there. He gives you that 20, you know, the 30-plus the upside. Uh, Kittle would obviously be the second one. Uh, you get a little discount with Kittle as well, but I mean, Kittle's got Garoppolo throwing in the ball. Kelsey's got Mahomes. Yeah, and and, and Kittle has now moved into my Kelsey area where I'm just not that impressed anymore. Uh, Kittle, yeah. Kittle, but this is a game script where they might get down early to the Rams and they have to pass the ball a bunch. But I thought that was going to be the thing that happened last week in Green Bay. I, we're not going to have the weather conditions like we had last week in Green Bay either. Uh, but I, you could see Kittle going off this week more so than he has in the past, which doesn't take a lot. Yeah, I mean, I like Kittle. Uh, he's, he can easily explode. It's the the whole thing. Um, even earlier, I mean, he he had 16 uh, against the the Rams there in Week 10. You take 16 for for 5K. Uh, that's definitely over three times the value. So that's just what you're. That's the risk. Like, what what are you gonna get? Are you gonna get a a team that Garoppolo doesn't have to throw the ball? They're just handing it off. Defense is keeping him in the game, or is it gonna be a game where he's got to air it out? If he airs it out, then he's gonna need Kiddo, Debo, you know, those pass catchers. So. It's really just taking a, a risk and and what you feel the game script and how it's going to go, uh, and then just going from there when it comes to Kittle. I'm comfortable with either one of those guys, honestly, in my builds whenever I do that. It just depends on what price bracket you're in. And if you're at the cheaper price bracket, you're going to have to choose between Higby and Uzama. And Uzama seems like he is the kind of guy right now in the postseason that Cincinnati has has really kind of liked and gone towards where Boyd seems a little more phased out. It seems like it's going towards Uzama. 
Yeah, he's he's getting the targets and it's it's working out. And again, they're at the, the thing where they've won two playoff games. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, six targets, eight targets. Uh, he's he's getting he's catching them um, as well. When you look at that, and I know folks are kind of worried about how to pronounce his name. You've had the Uzama Uzama the TJ Who's Your Mama? If you remember that commercial, but uh, he's doing well. So again, thirty four hundred. Really good price, you know that Ferkser price range. So <laughs> I definitely take the shot at it. No, no, come on, see how you doing? See what you're doing? <laughs> I don't have to go outside, Pierre, and I'm, I'm doing fine here in my little puddle pad. All right, all by myself. <laughs> <sighs> Let's look at these wide receivers. I think that this one is is out of the, out of those big wide receivers, Pierre. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. Do you know the question? I, was, just I mean, I know the first one at the tops, no matter what. So I'm just saying okay. yes. Are you going to okay. skip them? Uh, all right. All right. Well, no, we don't want to skip them. All right. Okay. Let's let's just go ahead. We we know that we can play any of those guys, and I don't know if we necessarily prefer any of those guys. It just really depends upon the build that you're building, whether or not you can mm-hmm. afford a Cooper Cup, a Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, or a Jamar Chase. Out of those four guys, who is not going to hit? What, three times their value like we like to play it. Who's not? Or yes. Tyreek Hill. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go Tyreek. Uh, they kind of held him in check. Didn't let him get over the top that first game. He had 10 targets. So he, he saw the, the ball. Uh, he only caught six for 40. I, I think the, the Bengals can, can really try to double him down and, and kind of use that same game script. Will it be successful? I don't know. But he's coming off that 34.8 burger. Uh, he's a little slower in that game too, um, so I think that Tyreek would just be the one slower fade. Oh yeah, he he didn't get off to a fast start. Like oh, a lot, a lot of that. <laughs> he was throwing up deuces. <laughs> he's he not literally good. slow. He's he got a slow start <laughs> when it comes to points. Like he's the fastest guy on the field. <laughs> I took slower, and I'm sitting there watching him throw deuces and hopping on one leg. How uh, embarrassing is that? Like he was, he was not even behind the guy yet. Like the guy was in front of him, and he threw up the deuces. It's like it was oh, a linebacker. He was a linebacker. I mean, he better, you know, he's a professional him. athlete. I'm gonna be able to outrun a linebacker if he's guys 250 pounds chasing me. I'm gonna be able to outrun that guy. <laughs> I'm scared of my. He'll slip and slide on whatever I'm leaving behind, too. Hey, out of those uh, wide receivers, out of those four wide receivers, there is mm-hmm. one of those wide receivers that is the sixth popular wide receiver rostership-wise. Which one of those four is the sixth most popular player on DraftKings as of right now? The sixth most popular? Mm-hmm. Debo. It is. You're right, Debo. That probably that questionable tag had something to do with it. To me, he's going to play. He's going to man up. I, I, I Even during that uh, Green Bay game, he was doing what he had to do to make sure that team went on to the next level. And that questionable tag got off of him pretty quick. But yes, Byron Pringle, T. Higgins are being rostered above Debo Samuel, who's only at 28% rostership right now. See, I didn't want to hear that because that's interesting. Um I hadn't planned on playing him early on first look. Obviously, the the questionable tag um, kind of scared me off. But you look at his history here recently against the Rams, and mm-hmm. he's gone he's gone nuts. Uh, even going into last year, like week twelve of twenty twenty, twenty seven point three points. Uh, week six wasn't awful. He had eighteen points. Then this year, he's got thirty point three and twenty eight point nine. So he's doing something well uh, against the Rams. Uh, so he's he if he's that 
low when it comes to roster ship, I, I think you got to consider him more than I probably am right now. Tyreek is sitting at 60, Jamar Chase at 54, Cooper Cup is at 51, then Higgins at 36, Byron Pringle at 33, and then Debo right now at 28. Uh, and you're right about that. And I, I saw Debo, and I'm going, I'm trying to think of the game and everything, and I'm going, you know what? He sure looks like a lot of Leonard Fournette back there in that backfield whenever he lines up. You know what I mean? And Tampa yeah. Bay had a good success with him. And I, and and, and Lenny, Uncle Lenny, playoff Lenny, did his part in trying to get Tampa Bay to go to the next level last week, but it just didn't come through for him. Yeah, that was that was an interesting game. Like it was funny because you know we get in our conspiracy wells, but as soon as the Bucks started coming back <laughs> before that, you started seeing everybody. Oh, it's fifty dollars cheating. Once yeah. Brady got going and they're back in the game, everyone's like going nuts. It was pretty entertaining, but that was a good game. And Fournette Batwell them back. You know, Mike Evans played well, so it was interesting. It was fun. Uh, fun seeing Brady obviously lose. I know. The Bucks fans don't like that, but me being a Colts fan, I've been tortured by Tom Brady my whole life, so it was good to see him finally not come out on top. It's good to see Cincinnati only play three wide receivers. Nobody else is even on the team up there on, out there in the field. Chase Higgins or Boyd this week? Can we play all three of them whenever we build our stacks, or should we stay away from somebody? You can. I would. I would probably stay away from Boyd. You know, as you as you mentioned, he had a pretty good game. Uh, but I think that the first two options are clearly Chase and Higgins. And I think Uzama's probably going to be the third when it comes to the passing game. So, I mean, Boyd's going to be the salary saver. But you look at their price, Higgins, good price, uh, 5700 Chase, really cheap, uh, 6700 You look at the fact he put up 58 and a half against the Chiefs that first game. I don't see that happening again, but. Still, for, for 6700 you're only looking at, you know, 18 to 20. Uh, I think you'll take that for sure from a, a chase because he is the top target uh, for Burrow. When we look at Kansas City's in the same game, we got Hill, Pringle, Hardman, and even Robinson is trying to get a hand in there a little bit. Hardman and Robinson <laughs> seem to be just aggravating little things, you know, whatever you're trying to make out DraftKings <laughs> lineups. But Pringle's really the number two guy there. I, I don't mind going to him. Yeah, I think Pringle is number two, uh, well, three if you count Kelsey in the tight end spot, but but two in the receiver core, and it's really a toss-up after that. Like, you could have Hartman, you know, have a solid game, get in the end zone like he did the last game on a rush. Uh, Robinson, you know, he's caught a, a touchdown here or there. So all those guys are capable of, of putting up decent games, decent numbers, and that's the tough thing. You You kind of just got to – toss a coin in the air and I hope you land on the right one because other than Tyreek and Kelsey, either one of those guys could go off. Yeah, and, and speaking of cheap options, Jawan Jennings is down there for San Francisco whenever we go over here to this other uh, late game here. Uh, it, it looks like him, Ayuk, and Samuel are the guys there in San Francisco, but I'm not sure Ayuk and Jennings even existed. I, and, and last week in Packers' environment, that was a really tough uh, environment, especially with Garoppolo banged up. They might be a little bit healthier this week, uh, at least Jimmy, Jimmy G might be, and the game environment is not going to be nearly as bad as it was in Green Bay. <laughs> it shouldn't. Um, they're playing in, in Los Angeles and inside a stadium. They're not out in the freezing uh, Lambo. So I think those guys will get back involved. Uh, Muhammad Sanu uh, got activated, uh, I believe, today as well. So he could get back in the mix. I don't think he'll, he'll take snaps from Ayuk, but he could take some time from Jennings here or there. So that'd be something to, to monitor. But other than that, I mean, I, they'll have to pass the ball, I feel, a little bit more in this game. 
I had a pretty big game last time out in that overtime thriller, uh, 19.7. So I lean him, but I mean, Jennings also had like two touchdowns in that game. So it's tough, but you probably want to lean Depot if you can get up to him. I am not going to play Muhammad Cobb Sr. this week, okay? <laughs> it's not quit trying to plant little things in my I'm mind. Just saying he was activated. I got to. I, gotta I tell know what you're story. saying. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to play some mind control games on me, and that's not going to work here. Uh, You got me. You got me. (laughs) Cup, Beckham, and Van Jefferson. Von Jefferson, he's at 3,900. He seems to me to be the player with the most time on the field. I know him and Ayuk both are like 100% guys or whatever, but Ayuk just doesn't get those more consistent targets like Jefferson seems to get each week. Uh, You know, they're going to get him a little bit involved anyway, and he's just one big play away, one big pass away Mm -hmm. from taking the top off that team. I kind of like Jefferson this week at 3,900. He's kind of their their deep threat. Um, But as you stated, the the getting the targets comes from just the offensive system. He's getting targets because Stafford's throwing the ball uh, where Garoppolo isn't. Uh, But he is on the field, you know, 90% of the snaps. Uh, really, those three guys, Beckham, Cup, Jefferson, are going to eat up the the snap shares for the wide receivers there. All you need is one big play. He is a, a big play type of guy, but, I mean, so are those other two. So it's really going to come down to, you know, either a broken play or who gets open or who Stafford yellows the ball to like he used to do the Megatron back in the day. But <laughs> Jefferson can be played for sure. Okay. All right. Pierre, uh, build me a winning lineup here in my 5K Supercut Fantasy Super Series. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a quarterback from that that first game, uh, the over yeah. under. I'll take Mahomes here, uh, 7400 right at the top. Uh, he gives you a safe floor and he has that high ceiling. Gonna get cute and stack him with McKinnon uh, at running back for 5100, and then I'm gonna run it back with quite a few Kansas City guys here, so. I want Mixon, 6,800. I feel like he has the biggest upside at running back. So I'll take Mixon. Give me Chase, 6,700 as well at receiver. And then I'll put Uzama in at tight end also uh, for 3,400. 3, so just give me a big part of that game so I'm not mm-hmm. left out in the coat like that that Bills and Chiefs game. Uh, no matter what, I'm jamming him in. I don't care. Uh, 8,800, Cooper Cup. Uh, give me him. I'll save a bit and go uh, 49ers on defense. Uh, 2800, pretty cheap for them. They've they played the Rams well, as you've talked about. Uh, they haven't gotten you know less than five fantasy points since what week 10. Uh, so I think they're pretty safe to at least get you some points there. So I'll take the Niners, give me Kittle at flex for 5K, and give me another Chief. Oh, Hartman, I'll go Demarcus Robinson. He played about 67% of the snaps. Hartman got his touchdown last week, so give me Robinson as an another target for Mahomes. So I got Mahomes, McKinnon, Mixon, Chase Cup, Demarcus Robinson, CJ Uzama, George Kittle, 49ers defense. Okay. All right. I, I couldn't fit it in because I didn't hear Kittle. I heard Kelsey. I can't believe you're going with Kittle <laughs> instead of Kelsey, but I know you like to make that uh, Cooper Cup always, always in there. All right, Pierre, the great job this season. I don't know what we're going to do for the Super Bowl. I don't know how we're going to work all that out, but we'll figure that out when we get there. Uh, but I appreciate you, my man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you too.
All right. Make sure you follow him at Wee 31 Don't forget to follow me as well at Loafing It over on Twitter. And if I today with a little underscore to follow that show so you can make sure you keep up with all the late, latest breaking news and all the great content that's put out over there. But more importantly than all those other actions, Fit Fam, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. <laughs>